Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm teaching you a series. First of all, this is today's word for November 3rd, 2022, and I'm teaching this series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. And so I'm at the stage of my life where I don't want to be anything that, that God doesn't want me to be. All I want is what God wants. All I desire is what God desires. And if God wants me to do something, I, if I believe he wants me to do it, that's what I want to do. And if I don't have a piece about it, I just don't do it. People that know me know that if, I, if I'm if i walking with God, one of the indications that you are in the center of God's will, that you're walking with God, that you're within the, the will of God, is the peace of God. Put that in the chat. The peace of God is an indicator of the will of God. And when I don't have a peace about something, I just don't do it. And so, so when you're walking with God and your real desire is to become the man or the woman that God called you to be, and you open up your heart to God's grace and you have and you are really yielded and surrendered and submitted unto him. Then there's nothing you can't do when you're walking with him, being led by his spirit and this empowering presence, which, of course, I call the grace of God is on you. And so I'm teaching the grace life. I pray that you've been enjoying this series. This is actually part 33 already of the series, Pursuing Success God's Way. We want to become the men and the women that God has called us to be. We don't want anything else. We we don't want to be measured, uh, you know, by the su- success standards of this world. We just want to be measured by our divine purpose. We want to die empty. Put that in the chat. I will die empty. I will get out of me everything that God deposited in me while I'm in the land of the living. Say amen to that. So the title of today's message is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 33. You should not attempt to be anything you want. You should not attempt to be. I'm going to talk about it. You know, oh, you could be anything you want. No, no, no. You should not attempt to be anything you want, what you should want. Matter of fact, put that in the chat. All I want is what God wants for me. Get ready to receive the word this morning. All right, so let's get into the teaching for this morning. Our foundational scriptures, let's get through those. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10 from the easy-to-read version says, I mean that you are saved by God's grace. All you did was believe. You received eternal life by faith, but it was given to you by the grace of God. It is a gift. So you're not saved by the things that you have done. You have nothing to boast about. Now, verse 10 says, God made us what we are. Put that in the chat. God made me who I am. God made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people, a new creation. Why, Paul? He says so that we could spend, excuse me, the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. There are good works that we're supposed to do. I'm not saved by work, but I'm saved for work. I'm not saved to sit. I'm saved to serve. And so there are good works that I am called by God. I am before ordained to walk in. So put this in the chat. I have work to do. You have work to do. I have work to do. You have work to do. My life is not my own. I was bought with a price. I'm here to do whatever God wants me to do, however God wants me to do it. First Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, 
God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, God made him Jesus to become wisdom itself, and he made us right with him because of Jesus. So say I'm the righteousness of God by faith. And so I have access to wisdom because of Jesus. I am the righteousness of God because of Jesus. God took my sin, put it on Jesus. God took his righteousness and put it on me. Like that movie with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, Trading Places. It's like God, you know, allowed me to trade places with Jesus. So now because of Jesus, I'm righteous. And because of me, Jesus took on sin. God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin for me that I might be made the righteousness of God by faith. That's 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. So for our benefit, God made him, Jesus, to become wisdom itself, and he made me right with him, and he made me pure, and he made me holy, and he freed me from sin. All of that is because of Jesus. None of that is because of me. So the text says, I have nothing to boast about. If, I, if I'm going to boast, my boast has to be in the Lord. Say amen to that. Say, I brag on God on a daily basis. My life is bragging on God, talking to people about how good God has been to me. It's not me. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. 2 Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. So he gave me a purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave me an assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave me both. The text says in Christ Jesus, he gave me both in Christ Jesus. The text says before the beginning of time. So I'm not a mistake. You're not a mistake. We're called for such a time as this. There's this anointing that is on your life for you to become the man or the woman that God called you to be. Say amen to that. So if you've been following this series, you know that I believe from the Bible that the text or the Bible teaches that our prosperity is connected to our purpose. If you want to become a success in life, I believe that your success, whatever measure of success you endeavor to attain, is connected to the purpose that God made for you before the world, before the world began. And you will never be a success outside of that purpose. A while back, my pastor, Tony Brazelton, he taught a series entitled Truth Versus a Lie. And then in the middle, what he was saying is that the world has given us many lies and people believe the lies. And when you believe the lie, you empower the liar. And Satan is a liar. And so if you believe a lie from Satan, you empower him and then you're giving him the power to operate in your life. And so the world has taught us many lies. And during that series, I taught a message. And in the message, I said, well, here's a lie that the world told you. And a lot of us believed it. I know I did. The, here's a lie that the world told you. The, the world probably told you, you can be anything you want to be. And you probably believed it. And you probably shared that with your kids. I know we've, we've said that to our kids uh, in the past. You could be anything you want to be. You could be, hey, come here, son. Hey, you could be anything you want to be in life. You know, hey, come here, daughter. You could be anything you want to be. I know I've said this, and uh, but over the years, I stopped saying that because now I understand that God made plans for us from, from the foundations of the world. And if God made plans for us from the foundations of the world, then we would never find success outside of those plans. So I no longer tell my kids, you could be anything you want to be, because then the emphasis is on them. Say, I'm, I'm basically saying you could choose whatever you want. You could choose your own path. You could choose your own destiny. You go out there and you create a life. And I'm saying now that I understand the word on a, maybe a little bit better level, the word is teaching me, no, that's not, that's not how we're supposed to live at all. Hey son, hey daughter, let me tell you something. 
God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, even me as your father, I cannot define you because I did not design you. And so there's a, a divine designer. And what you and I are going to do, son, what you and I are going to do, daughter, is we're going to seek God concerning his plans for your life. And we're going to set our faith in agreement that your feet would be bound to the path that God established for you before the world began. And I want you to go become the man or the woman that God called you to be and walk in your divine purpose. And there are times where we wanted something for our kids that wasn't God's will. And then we were trying to push something on them. And then God had to show me something else. And I had to repent. And I just want to be open to whatever God wants to do in, my, in the life of my children. But it's the same thing with me. Uh, I can't be who I want to be. I'm supposed to be who God called me to be. Say amen to that. I will never, this series is about success. And you and I will never experience success outside of our divine purpose. You got it? All right, so what does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you in this morning, and then I'm going to go catch a flight, and I'm going to release you to go into this day. All right, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to just give you some scripture. If you're saying, well, Rick, I don't know about that. You know, um, I told my kids they could be whatever they want to be, and I'm good with that. You know, uh, I, I kind of, I hear what you're saying about me and everything, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I believe what you're saying. Okay, cool. I'm going to give you some scripture because I, obviously you don't watch today's word to hear from me. You you watch today's word to hear from God. So let me give you some scripture on it. And as I do, you have to make your own decision. Well, if, if you ever have a thought or a belief and then you get the word of God on it and your thought or your belief doesn't line up with the word of God, then somebody's wrong and it's not God. <laughs> and so if there's ever a disconnect between me and God, the issue is always with me. It's never with God. You got it? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just share scripture with you, and then you make the decision for yourself. All right? So here's number one. Solomon said in Proverbs 16 and 9, people can plan what they want to do, but it is it is the Lord who guides their steps. So, so there are people, and my wife is one of them. I'm one of them too, but not on the level of Isabella. Isabella is a really good planner. And so there are people who plan what they want to do. And Solomon said, you know what? But at the end of the day, is the Lord who orders their steps. Is the Lord who's saying, if you're open, put this in the chat. Lord, I'm open. Say, Lord, just show me what you want me to do. Lord, reveal, put in the chat. Lord, reveal your purpose to me. Lord, I'm open. I want to be open. People can plan whatever they want, he says, but it's the Lord's purposes that prevail. It's the Lord who guides their steps. In Proverbs 19 and 21 Solomon said, people might make many plans, but it's the Lord who says what's going to happen. The Lord has the final say. Put that in the chat. Say, God has the final say. Like, we can make a lot of plans, but at the end of the day, the final decision is it should come from God. So we want, we, we're out here making plans, and what we want to make sure is that our plans line up with God's plans. And if, if there's ever a moment where our plans don't line up with God's plans, then somebody has to change, and it's not going to be God. Solomon was the wisest man on the planet. He was the wisest man to ever live outside of Jesus. And he believed that our plans, it's not wrong with plans, but our plans have to be submitted to and surrendered to God. And wherever God, the Holy Spirit says, no, this part of the plan is not me. We need to eliminate that so that our plans can be lined up with God's plans for us. Because if not, we run the risk of spending our lives doing something that God didn't call us to do. And so wouldn't it be a shame for you to become what you think is a success in this world because you got a bunch of accolades, 
because you have a bunch of titles, because you made a bunch of money, because you have fame or fortune, and you got all of these things that were accumulated in the world, and then you stand before God, and God says, yeah, uh, you're born again, so I'm going to let you into heaven, but you didn't do what I sent you to this planet to do. You spent your life doing your own thing. I don't know about you, but I, I, I would... I don't want that to happen to me. And so I'm always seeking God to be open. I'm always wanting the Holy Spirit to give me correction. I, correction is a good word. Put that in the chat. Correction is a good word. I want the Holy Spirit to correct me when I'm wrong, to give me course corrections, to show me, because all I want is what God wants for me. Amen? Say amen to that. All right, number two, the Lord told Jeremiah, this is Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I made you in your mother's womb, guess what, Jeremiah? I already knew you. Like in eternity, I knew you. And before I sent you to this planet in time, before you were born, I had already chosen you. And I had chosen you for a specific and special work. I chose you to be a prophet unto the nations. And I had already sanctified you and ordained you for this purpose. So it doesn't sound like to me that God was saying, hey, Jeremiah, come here, son. Yes, Lord. Hey, son, you could be whatever you want. Doesn't sound like that at all. No, God was making it clear to Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah, you're not on this planet to do whatever you want. You, I sent you to this planet, so I destined for you to do something. And that something, in your case, is to be a prophet unto the nations. And so I want you to be a prophet to the nations because that's what I designed you to be from before the world began. And so it's not like... For you, you're probably not called to be a prophet unto the nations, but whatever you're called to be, God already designed you and sanctified you, set you apart and ordained you for that purpose. Your goal is to discover it, just like Jeremiah did, just like I'm, I'm seeking to discover and walk in my divine assignment. We all should. Say amen to that. Put, that in, put this in the chat. I'm not a mistake. Number three, Paul said in Galatians 1 and 15, God had special plans for me before I was born, so God chose me by his grace. Now, the Apostle Paul, this is a really interesting one. The Apostle Paul was trained to become part of the Jewish religious elite. He was raised, he had dual citizenship. He, he was a Roman and a Jew in a time where the Jews were under the, the authority of the Romans. So he was very unique in that he could go in and out as a Roman or as a Jew. And so he was, he studied under Gamaliel, the greatest teacher of the law at the time. He was like a Pharisee, being trained to be like a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was, he was eventually going to be part of the Sanhedrin council. He was on this path to success when the Lord knocked him off his high horse, literally, and basically told him, hey, you're on the wrong team and you're fighting against something that I've actually caused, called you to lead. And even though he made all of those mistakes, even though he spent all of this time on the wrong side, even though he was there when they killed Stephen, the first Christian martyr, the apostle Paul was able to say, you know what? God made special plans for me even before I was born. Now, I spent years on the wrong side. I, there were times, put this in the chat, I cannot disqualify myself. Put it in the chat. Say, I cannot disqualify from something I never qualified for. If I never qualified for it in the first place, it was the grace of God. How can I disqualify myself 
from something I never qualified for in the first place. The Apostle Paul says, I, I, I didn't disqualify myself. God had made plans for me from the foundations of the world, and he accepted me. I was wrong. I was on the wrong path. But when God revealed to me that I was on the wrong team, I was I gave up everything. I cut off my connections. I, I let go of all the people that was taking me down that path. I gave up my identity as Saul of Tarsus. I embraced a new identity as the Apostle Paul. I, I was willing to give up everything that I was doing so that I could become the man that God called me to be. Guess what? This is how we're supposed to live. It wasn't like God said, hey, Paul, you can be anything you want. No, no. God showed him who he was supposed to be. So it was the Apostle Paul who went on to read or write Ephesians 2 and 10, which I share with you every day. God made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. Their good works, put this in the chat, I have work to do. Their good works that you're supposed to be doing, and God wants you to spend your life getting to work, doing those works, discovering what it is that God has called you to be, who God called you to be, and then walking that thing out. Say amen to that. Number four, David said in Psalms 139 and verse 15, your eyes saw me when I was only but a fetus. Let me just pause right there. This destroys the whole argument about abortion. Uh, uh, God, God destined us from the foundations of the world and every stage of our life from fetus all the way to the graveyard was destined by God. Every day of my life, David said, was mapped out and recorded in your book before not even one of those days came to pass. This is Psalms 139 and verse 15. David knew he was not a mistake. And you're not a mistake either. And all the days of your life were mapped out in God's book. There's a book in heaven with your name on it. And, and there are things in there that God, when God looks at your life now, he's looking for what's in that book. He wants you to walk out what he planned for you from the foundations of the world. But you would never do that if you don't die to your plans, die to your will, die to your way, die to selfish ambitions, and just live your life for God. Put your life in his hands and, and just say, okay, Lord, I just want what you want for me. Say amen to that. Number five. Job said, this is Job 14 and 5. He said, Lord, you decided the length of our lives. You know how many months we're going to live, and we're not going to live not a minute longer. He's saying, you already know when I'm going to die. It's not like you don't know when I'm going to die. God knows all things. So God is a completely purposeful God. It's not like I'm saying that God made us like, hey, you know, I, I need you to die at this moment. But God knows when we're going to die because he knows all things. And so the Bible says that the hairs on our head are numbered. The hairs that God put there and the ones that some of y'all put there too. <laughs> the hairs on your head are numbered. The number of our days are already known by God. And so God knows when we're going to die, but we don't. So we're supposed to live our lives completely purposeful. I don't know when I'm going to die. Tomorrow's not promised. Um, life is a vapor. And so what you want to do is you want to live your life on purpose, with a purpose, by God's grace. This past week, that's why my throat is not as strong as it normally is. This past week was really busy for me. But as I planned it out, as God revealed it and made all these things, these, these assignments for me, and as I was, I knew this week was coming. And as I was looking at all the things I was going to be doing within this, like, you know, six day time frame, I was like, wow, I have the grace to do it. I know it is the will of God and I'm doing it. I'm busy doing what God called me to be from, you know, God called me to do and becoming who God called me to be from the foundations of the world. And I'm enjoying every step of the way.
God wants you to enjoy the journey. Put that in the chat. I enjoy the journey. If you live for God, for God's purpose, with God's purpose, and you live your life intentional, like you want to be intentional about pursuing purpose, intentional about dying to self, then you're going to be able to stand before God one day and hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't know about you, but I want to hear those words, well done, because we've done well. All right, number six, Isaiah said, Isaiah 49 and one, before I was born, the Lord chose me. Like before I was born, the Lord chose me. And while I was in my mother's womb, he recorded my name. He called me by name. Isaiah was chosen to be a prophet. Once again, you're probably not called to be a prophet, but whatever you're called to be, you have a calling and God chose you before you were born. And from your mother's womb, he called you by name. Before your parents gave you a name, he already knew what your name would be. And he called you by name. So you have a calling. And my prayer for you is that you open up your heart to that calling and that you learn to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit so that every day you can say, my calling is calling me. You embrace it, you submit to it, and you own it. You die to self, you surrender to God, and you walk in his grace. So put this in the chat. Say, I die to self, and I own my assignment. I own it. I embrace it. I am who it is that God has called me to be. All right, number seven, finally, last point for today. I'll let you go. Thinking that you can be whatever you want to be is just not consistent with scripture. It's not. Um, I shared all of those scriptures with you. Let me just tell you this. Either Jesus is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. Once you're born again, you are, look at me. If you're born again, the Holy Spirit is here to guide you. You are no longer the captain of your own ship. You're no longer charting your own course. You no longer selfishly get to do whatever you want to do. Your life is not your own. You were bought with a price and that price was the blood of Jesus. So if you surrender your life to, to God, and you put your life in his hands, and you want to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, and you want to live the life that God planned for you from the foundations of the world, you will experience an amazing life. It is the life that God planned. It, it, it will be a life that's, that is lived by God's grace and by God's power. If you live this life, which is what I call the grace life, grace life, <laughs> uh, then you will enjoy a level of fulfillment. Take it from me. There's a level of fulfillment that you get when you when you know you're doing the will of God. Like when I was preaching Saturday or Sunday or this Tuesday or this Wednesday, when you're doing the will of God in that moment and you know you're doing what God called you to do, there's a level of fulfillment that you get that you cannot have any other way. You will have joy and peace in believing because you know that you're walking in your divine assignment. You are doing what God sent you to this planet to do. Put this in the chat. Say, Father, I thank you for showing me your purpose, like revealing to me your purpose. When God reveals that purpose to you and you walk it out by faith, you will enjoy a level of fulfillment that you would never have any other way. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. By your grace, your unearned and unmerited favor, you made plans for me before the world began. You call me from my mother's womb and you call me by name. All the days of my life were written in your book for me before I ever lived one day. You know my thoughts before I think them. You know my words before I speak them. You know my actions before I take them. 
you know your plans for my life. And you now incrementally reveal those plans to me. While you don't reveal it to me all at once, you do give me enough light to maximize the season that I'm in. So, Father, I declare that I die to self. I surrender to your will. I live life your way. I pursue your plans. And I maximize the season I'm in right now because of the vision you've given me. The more vision you reveal, the more purpose I pursue, not by my power, but by your grace. Not for my selfish desires, but for your glory. And as I live this way, I get to experience the life you birthed me to live. This is a rewarding, fulfilling, and productive life because I'm living it by your grace. Therefore, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. Walk in the blessing. Put God's will above your own and embrace it. Own it. Own your assignment and go walk in it. The best is yet to come. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.